Today is January 26th, 2011. You're listening to Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. I've been criticized over the years for being kind of edgy, right? Maybe being a bit of a bully. And if there's anything I've been trying to accomplish is to maybe smack the, the your soul with a stick, right? Like a hornet's nest, to, to smack that, that rough exterior, to, to maybe stir some things up in there, to get you to have an emotional reaction response to see that underneath it all, we're all really the same. We just want to be loved at our roots, at our core. The golden rule, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. We're all the same in that sense of wanting to be loved and saved. We are all the same. Human and all Fall down like rain Let forgiveness wash away the pain And no one really knows what they are searching for This world is crying Love that album. I've uh, been a little uh, intense with the, all of you the last few shows. So uh going to lighten it up a little bit today and just uh, wanted to focus in on where we're going. Where are we at? How is it going? How are you doing? Where's your heart at? What is the direction of your life? I heard a cool um, Chinese proverb that says... If you don't change your direction, you will end up at your final destination. Your life is more than what you've done. You can't hold on forever. I hope you know it's time to let this go. You gotta run from yesterday. Turn away from past mistakes and leave them all behind. You're Identity theft. I mean, we all know what identity theft is, right? You've heard of identity theft. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. I'll fill you in. Uh, identity theft is when somebody steals your identity. I and mean, they do this by, you know, getting into your mail or going through your garbage, usually. 
Um, they can steal off the internet. It's kind of hard, but I mean, usually that's how it's done. They assume your identity. They go in, they get a, a driver's license with your name and address and their picture on it. And basically they can run your credit up. They can do whatever they, they need to do, you know, assuming your identity when that happens. And this kind of thing can ruin people's lives. They open up credit, you know, accounts with your name. They have your bank account. Um, steal out of your bank. I mean, this is a, a horrible, devastating crime to be a victim of identity theft. And you may be thinking, okay, Russ, I get what this has to do with the Eighth Commandment, but what does it have to do with sexual integrity? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's a parable for you, a metaphor, an analogy. So I am the uh, metaphor king, right? I like to use a lot of different metaphors to, to describe um, emotional situations um, that we find ourselves in. Imagine there's an identity thief in 2011. He just gets out of prison, starts to put his life back together, and he opens up a bank account. I'm thinking about the character in the film um, Catch Me If You Can. Leonardo DiCaprio plays this real-life uh, guy who stole the identity of pilots and, and wrote checks and uh, was like an imposter. I mean, he took the identity thief down to actually doing their jobs and, and taking the money and, and very great story, that movie, and dealing with the, the hurt and the pain that he had and masking and just totally confused about who he was. But you, you take a guy like that who's, who's gone to prison, he gets out, he's free again, right? He's, he's a free man. And thinking about how easy it would be to go back and draw on those old accounts. Does that make sense? Maybe he has accounts that are still open in banks somewhere and he knows that it would be easy to draw in that old way of living and be that old person again. And the great parable that is in that film is not just the crimes that this man committed, but who he became. And the great metaphor that's in this analogy of identity thief is, is not just the fact that they commit crimes, but they become part of the crime in their own identity. Does that make sense? Are you tracking with me? The identity thief is not just committing a crime of deed, but a crime of identity. It has to do with who he is and which account he's going to draw off of as a free man. Because in all reality, we all put a little faith in ourselves, right? And who we are. And when we've ruined everything and when we've messed things up and when we know who we are under the surface, even if we do look really pretty to the rest of the world and we know our hearts and we know like being sexually addicted, you can really know this deviant behavior that's under the surface and you're tempted to invest in one or the other. We, we te we're tempted to cope 
and put our faith in who we are in those moments. It feels like this, you know, all-encompassing cloak, like we put it on and it's just on us and I feel like that, like there I am in my stuff, stuck, reaching for it, did it again. You know, my, my community group leader has a, uh, he was telling us that he has this like black leather trench coat, which I, I think is awesome. I've never seen him wear it, but I, I'd like to see it sometime. This black leather, huge thing, right? Trench coat, like you'd see in, uh, you know, some of the comic book movies with the character, you know, dressed in the big black leather, all covering, encompassing trench coat. In chapter three of the book of Colossians, Paul talks about putting on the new self. And this isn't simply behavior modification. It's some of that, but it's realizing that we have a new identity in Christ. And it's like that. And he does this analogy of like putting on and taking off a garment, like this cloak, like you're wearing it. We don't realize that in our identity, who we wake up in the morning and we're going to take on the day, right? Who are we going to be? And I'm going to continue to ask that question. Not what are you going to do today? Who are you going to be today? And I've always had the philosophy of being brutally honest in the show. And I, I'm not perfect. And I'm a mess. And I have my own things I'm working on. And Jesus is changing my heart. I'm not as angry as I was a year ago. Right? I'm not a sex addict like I was seven years ago. Really bad sexually addicted. I'm my thought life, my freedom in, in sexual ethics, but then coming down to, to anger and reaction and, and how I'm, I'm seeing that change. I pray that you make an attempt to change your identity and not draw on these old accounts. That realize and be mindful of what's going on in the present moment, in relationships. Make a conscious decision to choose to put on the garment of love, right? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Now, as sex addicts, I remember thinking that, you know, well, I want other people to have sex with me and, and show me themselves naked, right? Right? That's that... It's, it's a shadow, it's the twisted surface of an underlying need for intimacy and love. Keep your clothes on. Keep your, your mind um, focused on, on pure things. The purity of that, right? The purity of the golden rule to be loved to give love, to not just react, but be mindful that we are in a war, in a battle, in a play, in a, right? Life is living intentional, is, is being mindful of just not reacting to everything. And in the last show, I pray that I peppered you with just the right amount of angst, right? Angst could be, you know, anxiety, stress, right? That, that we don't live a stress-free, just, uh, you know, life. You're, you're not accomplishing anything in that place. But you're also not accomplishing anything if you're overly anxious. And overly anxious can be a reaction to 
living life in reaction mode. What's coming next? I'm gonna have to react. No, man, no. And I think as, as the, the thief who hides in, you know, in the hideout, right? Big signs in the yard, no trespassing, don't come around, withdrawn. It's kind of like being a spiritual sluggard, lazy person. So getting in between the two and, and pressing forward with your life for what is right, for what is good, for who you're going to be tomorrow. So I have a few questions to wrap up and end out this show. I want you to ask yourself. Number one is, does anybody really know you? I mean, really know your heart. Have you ever spilled that stuff out to people? Do you have a plan to be involved in a, in a church, right? Maybe. If you're not going to a church, get involved in one. Go to the website, asi247.org. i got a list of churches there. Great churches, spirit-filled, loving people, right? That aren't all just religious people and plastic on the outside. I'm talking about real blood-bought Christians. Does anyone really know you? Can you open up that third level of your who you are to others? All right, that's number one. Number two, and it's kind of like what I talked about in the last show, Jesus talking about, my sheep hear my voice. Do you realize that you're in a new family? That you do have an identity, a new identity? That you were born into this life of death and hell and pain and now being reborn into a relationship with God? That you're a new person in that? That you're part of a new family? With Jesus as the head, the father, the manifestation of God in human flesh and physical form, that Jesus is God, that he loves you, that he's your father who loves you. Number three, and again talking about John chapter 10, are you trying to atone for your sins on your own? Right? The thieves that come and try and like some of this behavior modification is that you know that motivation without Christ that we can do it on our own that you can atone for your own sin that you can change who you are by making new choices today how is that working for you can I tell you something that was 20 years of pain for me just trying to shove it in from the outside hip hip rah rah motivation it's like 21st century you know spiritual gurus who give you this you know this motivation and it just yeah and you're all excited and you run out with this new life goal or whatever and then it just quickly evaporates in the reality of everything you ever notice that there's got to be roots to it there's got to be you know uh, there's got to be it has to come flowing out of our heart are you trying to atone for your own sin on your own? Stuffing it in from the outside just doesn't work long term. Whether it's emotional or just information, man, it has to be love springing forth out of your want to, right? Truth. And the Apostle Paul uses this analogy a lot. Um, Romans 13, verse 12. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. 
It's this taking off, putting on this new identity. If you go to a church and they have communion, man, I, I pray that you become a Christian and you drink the cup of communion. It's, it's Christ's blood broken on our behalf. It's, it's eating the bread, right? That's His body broken on our behalf. That's part of that new identity that we become the body of Christ. It's atonement. Jesus has atoned for our sins and we become part of His family. We become part of His body. That's who we are. Number four, realizing that you will submit. You will be in submission to something. The question is what? We are creatures. We're like slaves. Okay? We really are. And you will be in submission. You will be obedient to something. And what will that be? What will you be obedient to? Who are you going to be is the big idea, the big question that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to release in you. This new person, this new you, the purpose, the who you are. What are you going to become today? Today, right? Don't just look at the rest of your life and I've got to do all this and get everything under control and get all these things in order who today. Who are you going to be today? Because you will be in submission to a master. And you will draw counts from a certain identity. What does it mean to be the new you? Do you realize that God loves you? That He has a purpose for you? That, he, that you're loved? You're in a new family? You're His child? You're his kid, and, and he loves you, and he's not given up on you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And he wants you to be obedient so you can be free. That's the truth. So my last question, number five, is do you believe that you have this relationship with God and that he looks down and delights in you? Being in relationship with God and knowing that he loves to delight in us and He rejoices in our righteousness when we do good. Not because we puff ourselves up, but because we just love our dad. So who are you going to be this week? As husband, father, brother, sister, employee, friend. What kind of ripple effect will you leave this week? Because you will leave a ripple effect. Even if you lock yourself in your house and put big, you know, no trespassing signs in your yard, you will leave a ripple effect. I pray you're mindful of who you're going to be this week. I pray that you realize your new identity in Christ, that He's changing you over time, that sanctification isn't this sitcom that you sit down and watch for a half hour that it will take time today's a new day and today you get to be that new person with that new identity and part of this new family man I love you guys we'll end the show right there I'll leave you with a, a bumper from the band Pillar to close out the show my um, email address is russ at asi247.org. Let me know how this is hitting you. Are you tracking with me? Talk to me. Um, 
If you could leave a donation that keeps this thing on the air, keeps this thing on the internet, keeps the message going out, buys me some time to invest in the show. And that's also at the website, asi247.org. If you want to send mail via snail mail, um, my address is P.O. Box 13324, Everett, Washington, 98206. You can leave a donation that way if you don't feel comfortable with uh, online donations. Um, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. Till next time. Bye. The sunshine of a new day shines upon my face. I don't know where to begin. I just when the sun goes down, the future's looking bright. When all is said.